0: Namaskar! Welcome to Pustakale Wala podcast episode four. We continue with Susan Pocket's book on electromagnetic field theory of consciousness. Yesterday we touched upon the rules of evidence that will work for a theory like this, and she she tells us about the the way to start it, the way to address the whole evidence gathering. The first step is to define consciousness, then to differentiate between states of consciousness and content of consciousness. And now she goes on to explain how to, what are the requirements for identifying an evidence. So first of all, she says that simple experiences, simple sensory experiences are the easiest, right? Because they have more or less direct relationship with the external world, So you can manipulate something easily on the outside and then ask the patient, not the patient, ask the the subject for what changed in their conscious mind and also figure out what patterns were formed and changed because of all that. And these simple ones, simple patterns can be used as building blocks for a lot of different other possible specific sensory experiences right so the first the first one is these patterns should be present when and only when particular experiences can be reported by the subject as being available in the conscious experience as soon as you stop the stimulus the pattern should stop as soon as you start again the pattern should start again If the stimulus is removed, it should stop. If the eyes are closed or whatever sensory organ that is taking in the stimulus is stopped, pattern should be removed. If the stimulus is turned down below the threshold, it should be removed. If there is habitual repetitiveness of the stimulus, the first time you see something, it has a lot of impact on your conscious mind, but you see it again and again and again and again it loses that impact especially with humor the first time you hear a joke it should invoke a bigger perception of laughter or humor or whatever and consecutively it should have less and less impact on the pattern i don't understand these next two points induction of anesthesia and onset of sleep maybe these two are in uh, saying that okay if if anesthesia is induced, pattern should stop. If the sleep should be induced, pattern should stop. If the attention is diverted to something else, the pattern should stop. And the last point is, if the binocular or bi- binaural rivalry, so if, if two eyes are looking at different things, if one of the eyes is covered, the pattern should change should be different from when the other eye is covered. That's one of the, I think, the the experiments that are really popular in these studies because it allows us to do these kind of experiments directly correlating the stimulus with the neural correlates of consciousness. So these 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 are the first. This is the first type of characteristic. It should be the pattern should be exactly limited to the conscious experience. If it's not. There is an evidence that patterns are not matching the conscious experience, and uh, theory fails. Right, and it should, and the pattern shouldn't be available in case of uh, uh, things like blind sight. There is this, um, there is this uh, phenomena where you you show a person who's blind something, but some part of the brain does catch because the eyes do work. And the reason they are blind is because the, some part of their visual cortex is injured. But some other part of the brain can handle those stimuli uh, to, let's say, deflect from a, an, a ball coming their way or some object flying towards their face. And the reflex action doesn't require the, the visual cortex, let's say. I'm just, I'm not sure if that is the case. In that case... Even though there is no sensual experience of an object flying towards their face, they would still duck. In, in which case, the pattern shouldn't be there because the pattern should correlate to the conscious experience, not the reflex action. So that's one point. These kind of guidelines are really interesting to me because this I'm actually witnessing actually actual new science being figured out. While you go along. The second type of criteria is. That if you change. It it should co-vary with the subject. The pattern should co-vary. With the subjective experience. Rather than with the physical stimulus. If you change the stimulus. But the subjective experience hasn't changed yet. Or the other way around. In case of uh, Necker cube. uh, Necker cube is this wireframe cube. Image you must have seen. Where. It flips randomly. Your perception of the cube flips in the sense that which face is in front and which is behind changes automatically. Even though there is no change in the actual physical stimulus. right? Or some illusion, some type of optical illusion has this this ability where at one moment you're feeling something else and the other moment you're feeling something else you're seeing something else. Uh, But the but there is no change in the actual physical stimulus. in this in all these cases, the patterns should change, even though the subject even though the physical stimulus hasn't changed. So this this kind of um, separates the two, the physical stimulus from the subjective experience of the physical stimulus. Another example is wine tasting by some novice would have different patterns different type of patterns from someone who's compared to someone who's an expert someone who's an expert would be able to take in much more subjective experience out of it rather than compared to a novice and also the the pavlov uh, conditioning type of uh, idea where the pattern should be different between a rat that is being fed on uh, when a light is shine, light is shown compared to another rat who is being shocked when a light is shown so when the light is shown for the first rat a different pattern should emerge compared to the second rat who is being shocked very morbid example but this kind of explains the the same light or the same tone is being experienced differently by different rats and so they should have different patterns third criterion is that the patterns should be localized why localized to a, a small part of the brain because because of a few every, a few data points that were collected in the last century that some parts of the brain when injured remove our ability to be able to detect faces or people or remember names or all those things so if the, if a specific area is injured and you lose an ability that area should the, the pattern the electromagnetic field pattern should be localized to that area in some sense that th- that area is should be responsible for creating that pattern right that happens in case of injury or I- th- another example another evidence is of stimulation in some surgeries in 1940s and 50s and 60s when they were first doing um, epileptic s- Seizure sur- surgeries. To remove epileptic seizures. They would have. Because brain. This is very interesting. The brain surgery has to be done. When the person is conscious. That's easy to do. Because brain doesn't feel any pain. So you can. Locally anesthetize uh, the skull. And still have. Uh, a painless. Operation. And. They made use of it, the fact that you the the brain is exposed, but the person is uh, conscious. So you touch parts of the brain and ask the patient, what are they feeling? What are they seeing? And they have these vivid sensory experiences of uh, tingling of the left toe or the sensation of deja vu or being outside the body and all those things. So, Again, localized. Localized to that specific place in the brain. I'm way overshooting, but I have to finish these four today. The fourth one is opposite of the third one. Even though it's very localized, there should be a global quality to the whole electromagnetic pattern. Why? Because... um, it, first of all, it's all unified and consi- consistent experience, right? Again, the example of Necker cube, both can't cannot coexist, both ty- both ways in which you can look at the Necker cube cannot coexist at once. So they have to be, you know, um, in a way, they have to be serialized. One pattern comes first and then the second one and then the first one again and then the second one. It's, not, it's serialized, it's not parallel. Unconscious processing of information can be really parallel in all over the place all the whole brain can handle that but conscious experience in a way is kind of uh, serialized thoughts come one at a time usually maybe there are a couple of thoughts at once but it's still mostly serialized you're only focusing on one thing you can only perceive yourself to be focusing on one thing even though your mind is probably focused on a lot of different things it's not come up to the actual conscious experience right there is only one workspace where everything else come up, everything comes on. Uh, so only a limited limited patterns should be able to coexist at once. So these four criteria, the first one being that uh, the first one is the is that it's the the pattern is exactly coincidental with the stimulus. Or the sensation of the stimulus. Second one is as the, <clears throat> as the stimulus varies. The pattern should not vary unless the subjective experience of the stimulus has varied. It doesn't matter what the physical experience is changing uh, or not. Third one is that it should be localized. And the fourth one is, is that even though it's localized it should still be a little global. Now having said all that we still haven't actually differentiated between the evidence of any other um, theory of uh, consciousness and this one we are trying to find out the neural correlates of consciousness in a way in some of these maybe maybe she's focused on so we, i'm confusing it a little bit my point is we are still not differentiating between people who um, believe in uh, EM field theory and people who believe in the psychoneural. What is that? Psychoneural theory of consciousness. It's it's because of the neural firing, not the field that is generated. Some of the <clears throat> some of the evidence are going to be used both ways. So that kind of a line is yet to be. In my point of view, maybe I'm missing something here, but that is still up in the air and i'm really overshooting the time now so i should stop today and we'll discuss the next step tomorrow these these are just four pages of the book so it's it's a it's 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 going to take a long time but we are up to the task because this is extremely interesting see you tomorrow